0: So the day comes around again, and we find ourselves surprised again by the truth that we are mortals, the stuff of dust and ashes. Our egos and esteem are held up to the brutal mirror of the finite. Know that you will end. The world will continue without you. And it's only when our vision is narrowed that we are again able to see all that lies beyond us. Know that you are not God. Know that all things that make heaven and earth reach way beyond you. So live today with faith in your humanness and let that lead your life amen hello stone village i hope this day finds you well and safe in this world all is well in my world the lord be with you and let us pray holy one be with us now as we begin again the Lenten journey in the days ahead strip us of our attachments and addictions that we might bear our souls to you. Render us deaf and blind to the distractions of want, that we might hear and see only the demands of the gospel and break through our spiritual blockades, that we might know your relentless love. We pray all of this in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. The reading today is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 1-6, 16-21. <clears throat> Beware of practicing your piety before others, in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from God in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret. And God who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by others truly i tell you they have received their reward but whenever you pray go into your room and shut the door and pray to god who is in secret and god who sees in secret will reward you and whenever you fast Do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disgrace their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by God who is in secret. And God who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. One of the things that always strikes me about Ash Wednesday is that we begin the season of Lent by remembering the end. It's not, however, just any ending a generic ending. It is your ending and my ending, which marks the beginning of this new season. Each of us can talk about our beginning, where it happened, when it happened, who was there. But about our ending, when it will happen, where it will happen, how it will happen, who will be there, we don't know. We can't know, but I know this. The reality of our ending is always before us. From the day we are born, there is a presence that accompanies us. It's our constant companion, invisible and yet ever present. Regardless of who we are or where we go, it goes with us. This companion, this presence, is named death. And today, we mark ourselves with the ashes of mortality, a visible sign of our invisible companion. It would be a mistake, however, to think that death comes only at the end of our physical life. Death meets us, all along the road of life, through various guises. It's in those moments when we experience the fragility and uncertainty of life. At some level, all fear is rooted in the fear of death. Death makes itself known in broken relationships, failures, shattered dreams, and lost opportunities. Death often dresses itself in our regrets and disappointments. We recognize death's presence in those times when we betray ourselves and live contrary to who we truly are or want to be. If you've ever known grief, then you've gazed into the face of death. Each funeral we attend reminds us that everyone dies and that we, too, one day, will die. We can try to forget, ignore, or deny death, but no one escapes a final ending. But here's my question for us today. What if escaping death is not the issue before us? I sometimes wonder if we've not only missed the point of Lent, but maybe we've even missed the point of the Gospel. Maybe Lent and the Gospel of Jesus are not primarily about being good, a program for changing from a bad person to a good person so we can get a future reward. I've got nothing against being a good person, whatever that means. But I've never read where Jesus said, I came that you might be good, better, an improved version of yourself. What I have read is that Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Throughout the gospel, Jesus shows himself to be giving life revealing life and calling to life. And that's not about tomorrow or some heavenly future after you die. It's now. Life is now. And yet, how many of us grew up with the promise and hope of life after death and living forever? I did sort of for many of us life after death was and maybe still is the central focus and purpose of our faith but the older I get and the more I experience the more urgent life before death becomes is there life in my relationships in my home, in my priesthood? Is there life in the way I am living in this moment? Is there life in the way that I see the world and relate to others? Am I growing? Am I bringing life to others? Is there life in me even as I stand before death? And if there's not, why not? What needs to change? What needs to be set free? What needs to be done differently? Those aren't just questions for me, they're for all of us. What if life before death is really what Lent is all about? What if life before death is really what the ashes of mortality are pointing us to? What does life before death mean to you? Think about it like this. Death is the frame around the picture of our life. It holds before us what is. It focuses our attention. It intensifies and prioritizes what really matters. That this life does not last forever does not diminish life's value, it gives life value. The finite nature of life means that this one moment, this now, is precious and priceless. There will never be another moment like this one for you or for me. And so the question behind today's ashes Is not whether you will die, (laughs) what you will give up, or what you will do during this Lenten season, or how you might improve yourself. The question is about how your life is being lived before death. What do you want to do with your life? How do you want to live? Do you have life before death? The poet Mary Oliver captures this beautifully in her poem, When Death Comes. She writes, when it's over, I want to say all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. When it's over, I don't want to wonder if I made of my life something particular and real. I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened or full of argument. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But in this moment you are alive, so live. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God, so those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you, Stone Village. Have a reflective Ash Wednesday. I'll talk to you soon.